Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop. Wow, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Been, been doing a, it so been a while. Yeah. 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 Holy man. Um, so today, Just... as we record this, uh, was it December twenty first, something like that? Um, and uh, we are we are going to be covering uh, another. We're going to do another Christmas episode. If you haven't listened or don't know much about our back catalog, please. Go back and listen to some of the episodes that we had, uh, starting from our first year in 2019, I believe it was. Huh. We were doing Christmas episodes. We've Four done years. We've been doing this. Yeah, trip. that's crazy. Um, we did. Uh, what did we do? We did a holiday classics. Uh, we did a, a one just on Christmas Carol. Uh, I think we did one on uh, debated. Christmas movies. Wasn't there a horror Christmas movie? Horror maybe? Christmas. Where we did Kramp I think it was either horror Krampus. or Krampus. Yeah, we well, covered, same I think difference. we might have cr covered Krampus. We did like three different or two different Krampus movies last year. Yep. So Krampus. there's there's a lot to be able to Spirited. Spirited, did. yep. I forgot about that one. Yep. Yep. Um wish I gotta watch that movie again this year. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um so anyways, point being, uh we have a lot of Christmas episodes that if that you've got if you're like me and you get to this point of the year, you're just like in a mood and you have like an itch that you want to scratch that like is not usually... a rash and not a, a VD or anything. No, Actual no. Christmas. This time of year is really, you know, there's stuff a, there's spreads a lot, a lot of, quicker. Yeah. There's a lot of joy and cheer that is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, what I, I guess what I was getting at was I, I usually try to like, you know, I want to watch a Christmas movie. I want to listen to Christmas music. I want so if you're if you're looking for that and you've got you know a couple hour drive to your in laws and you're looking to veg out and kill some time, we we got you covered. So Christmas Carol, classic Christmas movies, uh, Christmas comedies, we've covered it all, baby. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to my point is that today we're going to be talking about four different sitcom. Christmas holiday specials. Very popular sitcoms. Uh, we've got um, Friends. Yep. We've got Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Modern Family. Modern Family. And Seinfeld. Seinfeld was the last one. Okay. Yep. So we, I'll, uh, this, in, in, you could definitely disagree with this in terms of like. No, you can't. <laughs> which one? Well, I think before you, before you, uh, before you answer or respond to that, you might want to wait because you might be disagreeing with it too. <laughs> right. Or might not even know. I just looked up a list that said the best one arbitrarily. Oh of wow, right. X oh, series. They always so, have at least one or two a season. Yeah. So yeah. So so there's a ton. I guess what I'm getting at is if we didn't cover your favorite friends Christmas episode, I just we couldn't. I mean, we would be and, here forever. Or but, give us the suggestion and we'll do it. Yeah. Maybe this yeah, year we'll or talk, even next year. Yeah, talk about it. But anyway, so I guess that's that's kind of what we're gonna be diving into today. We're this one's gonna kind of be a um What's a good? What's a good Cluster word? I mean, uh, mix, mix, max, mix, 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 mix mash. Uh, what what do they call it? And what did they used to call it when it was on TV? Uh, like a medley, kind of like a medley. But there was like a, a, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is. I'm trying to be too smart, and it's not working out. Yeah, wrong um, podcast. But anyways, so we're gonna be talking about some uh, Christmas uh, themed action figures too. Some of the different lines that are out there. And, and really what that came from, this isn't like a full action, blown action figure uh, episode. It's just that I just noticed in like this year, obviously this time of year, there's been a couple companies that I want to highlight just because of how well they did their 
uh, individual figures and how how well they were able to not only market them and sell them, but like just really high quality stuff. Well, and you've collected so, a few, and you're I mean, these are things that may be more obscure. People aren't necessarily aware of if they don't collect like you do. Right. Um, so this is just kind of point out there's some really cool, elaborate, detailed, intricate, detailed stuff out there that's yes, just Christmas oriented. It's pretty awesome. Right. right. And um, I'm going to try to remember either in the episode notes or for sure when I post it, there's two companies that I want to highlight. One is called Fresh Mon- Monkey Fiction. And they're a sounds like one of the porn things we were talking about off my Yeah, no, you don't wanna you don't wanna misspell that right. web address. So I will include the link, guys, I swear. Get the right one. Get the right one. Um so Fresh Monkey Fiction and Four Horsemen, and they're two like smaller indie, whatever you want to call them, third party, but they make really good stuff. And um they're it it just been really fun to see what they have come up with. So I'll include those links if you guys are interested at all checking that out. Um, if there's a couple, if there's a little bit of like heavy breathing and not a lot of talking, that's because Mickey and I are talking about something that I'm showing that him. That we're really excited about. Yeah. I'm showing him on a screen. So clearly podcasting doesn't do great with, you know, show and tell, right. but we'll, we'll do our best to kind of describe what we're, we're And the heavy at. breathing so, is just because we're excited about what we're the, looking at. The heavy we're not breathing, looking at dirty anything. I swear to God. The heavy breathing is just because I'm excited to, you know. And I'm out of shape. That's part of my excuse too. <laughs> Run for these action figures. <laughs> right. Don't pass out first. So anyways, what do we got in the news, Mickey? In the news. So Nintendo is making a live action version of Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and I feel like this has been a very... Um, in, the, call in the waiting. Like, long time coming. Oh, what is it? did they They have even released No, I'm it? just saying I'm surprised with no oh, original ideas yeah. in Hollywood anymore that this didn't come up a long time ago. And then I guess that was kind of what I was going... Or is the fact that they just it feels like they are trying to do a lot of this kind of stuff all like the time convert like they want to use an existing property and make something especially if they saw that it was popular at the time it was right released. right exactly and this is so long ago that i mean it makes sense i mean it's yeah it's been a it's it's up there with mario in terms of right legendary overall. games right yeah uh a new version of Mean Girls movie will, uh, with an it's a new twist from Tina Fey coming to Marcus Theaters January 12, 2024. That looks kind of interesting because that was a decent movie, but Tina Fey is freaking hilarious. So I think this is going to be a comical version of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect from this. And I hope this isn't a situation like with we've seen with other movies where it's like the original is so great. Yeah. And, and then not that I'm okay. Like Willy Wonka. I'm not a huge fan of Mean Girls. Right. That being said, I can appreciate people who have a very big cult following who watch it every whatever the day is, October 12th or whatever, Mean Girls Day. And it's like, it's something that's very like within pop culture. My fear is if they try to do this and they don't do it right. It's going to be. It's it's equivalent to what they did with Hocus Pocus. Right. I don't know that that movie, that second one. I, I do know that it wasn't as good as the first. And well, and that, at least that was a sequel and it was the original cast. I think this is like like a scary movie type movie, maybe. It's along the lines of not mockery, mm. but like a comical version of the original, which the original wasn't exactly a drama, for God's sake. It was right. somewhat... You it was know, a high school drama. Right, you know, exactly. High school, whatever you want to call but it. But I yeah. think, I mean, Tina Fey does everything well, so I'm assuming this will be a good version. But I like you say, I think this is kind of going to be a, a comical version, which 
if people are really into the original, they might get offended by this mockery. Yeah, if it's possibly right. like that. So right, exactly. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. I mean, sequels have always historically, uh, not, you know. Well, if not this been is this great, even so. a sequel, I guess that's what yeah. I'm oh, doing. that's a good point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure. This I, is like a yeah. reboot, different version of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're not big enough Means Girls fans to be talking about it for that long. <laughs> so there's a new Ghostbusters Frozen Empire coming to Marcus Theater soon too. That looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see kind of where where that goes. It, it it feels like this could be like a Jurassic Park type of reboot. Right. Where they like, have a, another trilogy that kind of sisters with the original, but so. branches off into another direction, a little more serious, a little more yeah. sci-fi than right. Right. Wow. It dives into those. Yeah. I mean, I know sci-fi. Ghostbusters must be considered sci-fi, but I thought it was more comedy, at least the original. You know. Yeah, that's and that's a good good point that you bring up. Is, is I, I especially with uh, after was it Afterlife? Yeah, was it with the, that with the newest one with uh, uh, Adam Ant. Yeah, Ant Man. Scott yeah. or Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, English Scott Lang. Yeah, that, that's what I was. was Scott Paul Rudd Lang. Scott Ant Man Lang. Yeah. <laughs> um, English hard. That's that's another. Never mind. Never, I'm gonna. I'll just move on. Yeah, we're we're going off the rails. There's a new snack, my <laughs> snack, snack Zider. <laughs> I'm good at Z- English. Zack Snyder. There's Snyder? a new Zack Snyder movie called Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire, only on Netflix, December 22nd, which is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally pitched as a Star Wars film, but officially not, and not not associated with Lucas Films. But it's along those lines. That's that's why I even. Yeah, and and I I know that there was some excitement for this. Um, Again, I, I'm not going to be the type of person who takes the critical reviews as gospel. We never have. But, they're not but I've heard good. some bad initial reviews. Zack like Snyder even. No 7% Rotten Tomatoes bad. So Really? It doesn't look that bad. But it's a Zack the, Snyder movie. And it's really. I, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I, I'm going to give it a chance before I. Especially if it's on Netflix. It's for free. And I can right. watch it in my yeah, living well, room. That's like, true. Yeah. Like, that's... And, and, and if it's a Star Wars-esque or type of movie like and maybe that is kind of what you're getting at is the fact that it was shot down as a star wars movie maybe is evidence that it's not that great of a concept or something yeah and i don't know if they're if they're trying to be too much like star wars maybe people are yeah who knows what the reason would have been but toby mcguire's spider-man and hugh jackman's wolverine allegedly going to be the two leads of the avengers secret wars movie i didn't know that until that and again we've talked about this and we're going to bring it up when this whole like Thing with Kang and his fire, the actor that played him, Jonathan. Yep, I'm talking Majors. about that later. Yep, but it's just, it's just too much. It's just, just stop oh, talking about it. Like I don't care. Like it, this right. isn't coming until like 2025, right. Like right. why are we talking about this? And it's been cool because like, we've had kind of a break. But yeah, if the fact that you keep shoving down this news that might not even be news that might change three times before then, yeah, yeah you're just. You're making it kind of a moot point that we're a little tired of. I mean, the fact that they didn't even announce, like this is this is, and, and it's not a change. I don't think it's a change in leadership, but the fact that they didn't even announce the name of Avengers Endgame until the first trailer dropped, which yeah. was like a Super Bowl or some shit, right? Like that tells you something about what it used to be like, right? It was and more, how it was more of a surprise, you know, and all that released stuff. and all that kind of stuff, like. I don't know, but anyways, it's well. Now, yeah. now they look stupid because they'll say something, and two years later, it's changed fifteen times, or it's taken off the board altogether. Yeah, it's like you're just setting yourself up for failure. Honestly, I think what it is at this point, 
They need something to hide. They're just trying to grasp at anything they're that they can. They're trying to hold on to fans because like, they know they're losing like, them. No, 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 but look at this shiny thing. Like, right. we, we, you, you know. And, and like, that's why, like we talked about, that they're trying to bring the original cast and bring these characters back to life. That's not the problem. It's no. just that you've shoved it down our throat too much, and they don't even realize that. Right. It's too right. bad. Yeah. They should ask us. We know more. <laughs> a new remake. No exactly. Consult on these types of issues. Yeah. They just give us a call. Our phones are out there. A new remake of the movie The Prince of Egypt is expected to release sometime in 2026, speaking of a couple years away. And I, I DreamWorks went hard on that movie back in like 1997. Like, insanely good movie for what it was. Is it really? I don't know. If you I don't know have, anything about like, it. Like, if you had a chance, it's it's basically the same story as Ten Commandments. It's it's, oh, okay. it's Moses and, and him leading the Egyptians, or the Hebrews out of uh, Egypt. And it, but it was like, the soundtrack was insane. Really? Like it was an all-star cast. Like the voice actors who played that was just like it was just oh, it's, nuts. It's animated though. It's an animated show. Oh, okay. it, an animated movie. We actually got it on why, DVD. We watched it all the time. Maybe that's why I never heard of it. And it's like it's one of those that's like that's how I learned about the story of Moses. And like oh, really? understood fully what all happened when he was in Egypt and how he led them out of there. Was it well received? I mean, was it a big I think deal? so. I think it was. With that big of names and good soundtrack, you would yeah, think. It, it, you but would. it was, that was the distinction. And we, there's way too much to unpack right now, but we need to go through the distinction sometime in the like late 90s, early 2000s between DreamWorks. So movies like Prince of Egypt and Shrek and some of these other movies and Disney. And there was like this very specific thing that they were competing they were it was in the way that they were competing against each other and how dreamworks set itself up to be different and i don't know for sure so if somebody can comment on this or you know don't get mad at me if i misspeaking but i think that disney even owned dreamworks and they were funneling movies that couldn't be released under the disney logo that could be like a little bit more edgy, a little bit they more. Had good concepts, you know, but they couldn't do it under the Disney brand. Yeah, and mm. so I think that that was part of it at the time, but I I don't know for sure. That but doesn't. Anyways. That sounds familiar. So, but... but yes, very. I'm excited for that. I, if they if they stay true and again aren't doing like every other Disney live action remake has been, if they like actually do a good job with it, I'm excited. <laughs> but it's also like that was telling of what your fuck, opinion. Like it's it's like you just don't think you're going to be that excited about it because it's just like. But then again, like. My kids and I watched the live-action Beauty and the Beast, and I was like, "Man, this is actually a pretty good movie." It's better than I thought it was because yeah. I caught some of it just by yeah. accident. Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. No, it but wasn't. I think that it, that's the problem with everything Disney and Marvel nowadays is you, everything's getting compared, right? Because, like you said, there's no original ideas. So when you do this, you're you're competing against yourself. Right, the original you, version, and so and... it's like even if it's good movie on its own, like if you took an Alien who's never seen anything before, and you gave them these live-action versions they of the movie. They think it was great. They're like, yeah, this is a great movie. But if the but standard was set too high... When you have this, like, kind of... You're looking through a different lens when you have that. Like, and, I mentioned Willy Wonka before. Like, yeah. I, I that original movie, I mean, I'm a little old school that way because it came out, you know, when I was a child. But it, it was really good with Gene Wilder and all that stuff. And then Johnny Depp does a version, which is really cool because Tim's Burton involved. It was... And it's really a different version. Mm-hmm. But... The, the old school people in my generation hated it. Yeah. 
Because you can It yeah. was so different, yeah. basically. And that's and I actually listened to a podcast on Willy Wonka. It's funny that you mentioned that. that well, there's a new movie coming out for Wonka. Michaela saw it. And she loved oh, it. So. It's already out. That's yeah. right. Okay. Um, Timothy Chalet. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. He's he was a, he was good in it. Apparently, I haven't seen it yet. He's a good um, actor. Yeah. There's a like budget theater that's like we're going to lacrosse for a birthday party this weekend. Like, and there's budget might... theaters closer than that. You don't have to go that far to save some money. <laughs> I would I would love to see which ones because there was one in Green Bay and I think that one shut down on the east side. But I'm not sure but... driving a lacrosse makes it worthwhile. With no, all no. But there's a birthday party involved, so mm. that's why we're going. All right. Um, but anyway, so yet. we're we're gonna there's like rotary lights, which is like the celebration of lights in this area. It's like a ver that version. Yeah. Gail grew up in that area, so she wanted to go see it. So she's like, "Well, what should we do during the day?" One of the things that we talked, I looked into was okay. There's this like budget theater downtown. Well, surprisingly, it's playing Wonka for like five twenty-five. So wow, I'm like, already. So I, I was like, well, let's check it out. So I might be able to give us more information about it and like give my opinion of it. You Maybe know, we do future. a podcast on those. three. We definitely could those three movies. I, and that yeah. and that's the but that was the kind of the distinction that I didn't even realize until Michaela was like, well, she came home and she's like, I want to watch Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. And I was like, oh okay. And then she Will, put on the Charlie or Willie. Well, Chili, Charlie in the she, Chili in the Charlie Factory. I, that's what she meant. I didn't realize she meant the Johnny Depp version. I'm oh, like, she so did. like, and she's like, "Oh no, I've never seen the original." And I'm like, "That's what I thought you were talking about." And that's she's like, the "Oh good no," one. Yeah. and and so what I found out through all of that because clearly I I'm not a big you know Willy Wonka fan. Right. The new ones. Okay. The new one is a prequel to the original. original. That's what I thought. The Johnny like, Depp one is a remake of, of the, the original, original one. And so there's Tim a distinction Burton, there. And it's Tim Burton presentation, so it's way different. Yes. But Johnny Depp is great. Gene Wilder is great. And uh, Charlemagne is really great, too. So I believe all three are great. But I love the original so much that it was going to be impossible for a new version yeah. to, to up it or even compare to it. Right. And I think know. that that's where, like, the whole, like, we talked off mic, managing your expectations. If right. you go into that movie and saying, like, I'm, I want to be entertained. I don't need to be... This is the best movie ever. Right. And I think that that's part of the reason why we have this Marvel superhero. Yeah. Um, we have this fatigue because that dopamine level has been so high so consistently that, like, if we're in that range all the time, it's just like somebody who does drugs. Right. Like, they're doing drugs and just they're doing harder and harder drugs. Just to feel normal. Just they're to not feel getting high anymore. Right. Yeah. So right. You're, you're, like, at a situation where... It's a good movie, but it's just because you're you're playing the comparative game. And like with me, I'm I'm a geek about this stuff, but I wasn't all that into MCU until you and I started hanging out. I mean, I wanted to see the funny ones and a couple of them, but your enthusiasm got me hooked. I started watching. I'm like, this is amazing, right? So and I they came, were good at the but time. it's along the lines of what you're saying. I had no expectations, so I mean, if they were pieces of crap, I still would have liked them. They were amazing on top of it, so mm -hmm. I went super high, and then it was like. Okay, they're not impressing me anymore. Yeah. So I'm kind of back almost to the point where I was to begin with, you know, which I can't handle this emotional roller coaster. And we're going to get off of this subject because we like to talk about the MCU we're going a on lot. Too. Yeah, even though we don't even like it that much anymore. This is what I'll say about that, though. This is why I feel that if the DCU can pull it off, it's going to be a better model than what the Marvel Universe has created. Because they'll have learned some lessons. Nothing else. They'll learn the lesson that it doesn't have to go like this right. every single movie. Where you feel like you've missed something if you didn't see something. 
And that's exactly what I'm getting at. Right. Because I would rather, yes, there can be a loose connection and if whatever, but I would rather go into a movie having not seen any other movie in the series at this point where we're at with cinema. Right. And enjoy it right. on its own without having to do quote unquote homework. Because for the first 23 of that, and I'll be done after this, but for I liked that they were all linked. It was a cool storyline, but then 23 came and it's like, okay, end game's over. Now, it, it like exactly like you said, it's like homework. Oh, shit, I didn't watch that movie and that movie and that movie first. I can't see this yet because I'll be so confused. I don't want to have to do homework. I want to just enjoy a movie. So with DC Elseworlds, like when they're talking about like the Batman universe or the Joker universe is like separate from the DCU. Like Aquaman or whatever. You can just enjoy those movies. Right, because they're just their And you own. don't need to be caught up on the DCU. Right. And I think that's what James Gunn is getting at is he's like realizing that like we it doesn't have to be connected all the time. Not 40 easter eggs per movie that link to every other movie in the, in the And and I universe. and I think that it's yeah, it's exactly what it is is like you have that I don't know. Anyways, yeah. It maybe we'll do an episode on the fall of Marvel or right. something. Right. And we've talked about that, it to but, some degree anyway. Yeah. But, um yeah. Anyways, they get the point. Allegedly, Marvel Studios, speaking of that, confirmed a rival of Young Avengers in MCU with Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, taking role of a founder, Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye, as first recruit and possibly in a leadership position herself, and Cassie Long, Stinger, or Stature, the daughter of Ant-Man, possibly recruited soon, too. So, And they're saying that for a Young Avenger, Avengers? Yes. Yeah. Basically, with, yep. you know, female roles, which would be kind of cool. It's a little Again, it's just white noise to me at this point. Right. I mean, it's just so... I and mean, I you're like... talking about Secret Wars, you're talking about... King the Conqueror, you're talking about all these things, and it's just like... And I liked I liked those series. The yeah, they're Hawkeye, all good. Right, but yeah, they just need a new hook, and they need to stop shoving it down our throat, because it gets all bloody, you know, a hook and going down your throat. It's not, it's not a good combination. Okay, The hook on. is dull. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's still cutting me up. On November 13th, 1992, Kent Butterworth and Eddie... Gorodetsky's Batman the Animated Series episode Christmas with the Joker first aired. First produced episode to feature Robin, Lauren Lester, Summer Gleason, Mary Devon, and Joker, Mark Hamill. Yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The history of the... What people don't understand is the history of Batman, and I'm going to, again, I could talk right. an hour about we every single one. we got to start going faster. It's going to take us a um, episode. What I was just going to say is that people don't understand how amazing the Batman the Animated Series is. It's equivalent to And you're Rebels. biased, but you're not just saying because it's Batman. You're just saying it's well done. Yeah, it's equivalent to Rebels or Clone Wars. That well done. In this, in the terms of people have said, my favorite Batman is that Batman because of the voice actor who played him, who I'm blanking on right now. But like that was, it was the equivalent version. Like it was DC's Marvel or uh, Rebels and and because everybody yeah. talks about those like they're act, you know mm-hmm. critically acclaimed series and, yeah. they, and they're animated. So Harley Quinn got her start in that movie. Wait, Never right. existed before that. TV TV show. Luke Skywalker is doing the Batman animated series for God's yeah, sake. Well, that's true. I didn't even. I think mean, he's Luke Mark Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a he's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of Batman, animated film Merry Little Batman began streaming on. Prime Video on December eighth. That looks kind of interesting. My my kid loved it, so sure. that's what I got to say that's about that. What it's worth. <laughs> right for what it's worth, if you got kids, it's a good animated. It's it's uh, it'll entertain them. Yeah, new movie Madam Web coming soon to America's theaters. That's uh, another. 
Marvel Sony, Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Along yeah. Those. Okay, a few more a few more MCU. MCU Fantastic Four movie reportedly cast Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, as Reach Richards, Mr. Fantastic. So more white noise for you. But well, that and just talk about a guy who's been just literally he's got his fingers and everything. Right. Holy shit. So okay, and there's a few more MCU. Uh let's see here. Uh Dave that's not Deadpool 3 is now the only MCU movie scheduled for 2024. Uh, Logan star Daphne Keene reportedly signed a deal to return as Laura Kinney, X-23, in the Deadpool 3 movie. So at least they're not shoving the movies down our throat next year. It's just this one that I'm really looking forward to because yeah. you might have known I have a Ryan Reynolds crush. It, I, we, we, I think we're going to have to do an episode that looks like we did The Flash. Because, I mean, right. if, if I'm allowed to freak out about that movie. Right, I love I did, Deadpool 3. I mean, I got a giant freaking bat wing hanging off my right. wall right now. And I have so. a Deadpool head in the middle of my house that talks. So that's less creepy than what it sounds. Right. It's, it's, it's not actually Ryan Reynolds' head. I, I he's never. But I mentioned he does a true kind podcast. Yeah. As well. <laughs> right. Um. I, and I have serial killer books at home. But but don't put those two together. Not, okay. Don't connect. The One dots. have nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Um. But yes. Um. Like I said in the comments of that post, if you. Even if you don't catch up on the entire X-Men, which I think that we should for the, that Deadpool release, because I feel like a lot of that's going to play into that movie. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe we just do the same thing we did with the DCU and do a X-Men, just get it done. Right. You know. Um, but I guess what my point was is even if you even if you don't catch up on the X-Men movies, watch Logan the movie. Yeah. It's worth it. That's what you said, so and I. It's that's where that X twenty three character. Right, like I started Logan, watching little girl version. Right, I started watching because we were going to do the X Men movies at one point. It's kind of gone off the rails, but I started watching the first couple, and I even recorded them. Or I mean, I took notes on so I still have those notes in this same book. But then I just kind of stopped because there was one movie I couldn't get, which I'm sure I can get now. So I'll probably start watching them again and just yeah. We I should make a plan. Them. We should make a, a schedule and a plan to do that though. Right, so that especially can... before Deadpool three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, Dave Filoni officially named the chief creative officer of Lucasfilm, making him the writer, director, showrunner, and overall overseer of the next generation of Star Wars. I'm kind of excited about that because... That I don't of, know anybody else, to be honest with you, that can do it. Other than Favreau, and I think he's just, you know, he's going to be involved. But yep. Dave Filoni, he's, I think he's my age. He's been an even bigger fan than me his whole life. He and worked with George Lucas. Right, and L- I mean, Lucas kind of treated him like he was his kid and just all proud of him for... How much he's come along. So, I mean, if anyone's going to know how to compliment what's already in existence, it's going right. to be Dave Filoni. Right. Uh, the longest running sci fi series, Doctor Who, has landed on Disney Plus. So, yeah, that's cool. another one that um, I've never been a fan of. If that, I just but... had so much time on my hands and I could actually catch up on these damn shows, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh... It's something that's always been in the zeitgeist that I need to. I need to give it a shot. Well, it's the longest so. running series. My brother in law was a huge fan of it. He told me to get into it, but. I didn't give it enough of an opportunity to get into it because there's 8 million other things that distract yeah. me, but I'm pretty sure I could like that. Yeah, especially if it's on an easy streaming service. Uh, easy like to find, yeah. right. Ah, speaking of stuff that I love, Mr. Monk's Last Case, a Monk movie, began streaming on December 8th, only on Peacock, and it was as good as expected. I was going to say, Mikhail's mom actually came over and we watched it. It was, I mean, and I, I, have every, fans, so. I have every season on DVD. That's how big of a Monk fan I am. Is it... I love is it. it that one? Is it that set where the one seasons flip? Have you noticed that? 
Uh-huh. Like because of his whole OCD. Like if you go oh, through yeah. the seasons, there's like one season that's like upside yep. down. Yeah. <laughs> so and one of them I bought as we were talking about off mic from it was cheaper because I got an Asian version of it, so it's all like Chinese symbols and all that stuff. Mm. But but it's still monk in English. So. Yeah. Why? Well, that's so weird. I know. Like, exactly. Like I, I thought you were going to say you have to read the subtitles. Right. No, that I would make more sense. To I don't me. like reading when I'm watching a show. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they be like? And it's English version of it. But, but in it's case all... those those guys that speak, you know, Chinese, right? But want to listen to it in English. Yeah, like, exactly. what? what? Right. Why? What? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's a niche market. That's probably got for and, those. Cheap. And I probably saved five dollars. That's no. the worst part. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not even that much money. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so, pray the sequel movie will be set in World War II with a Navajo code talker, a descendant of Amber Mid Thunder's character from the first movie as a lead. I haven't I seen Prey wait. yet. I can't believe it. I gotta watch see, it. I thought we did a uh, podcast on it. No. Really? I haven't seen it yet. No. That's how long we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Need to watch it. I know. So You've good. Been telling and, me that. and I'm not saying this is like a. It's so good. Like as a. It's so good on its own. Yeah, right. I I've heard that. I from watched Mother Prey Jesus and then YouTube. went back and watched the original Predator, and I was like, "Wow, oh, way gross. better than Predator." Yeah, and it's I've heard not... that from my buddies that are my age or older. Okay, that loved Predator because we just it's got so done much talking better. about that comparison. Yeah, and like how how it can hurt a movie. Right. Don't even go into it comparing it. The second one's better. Movie. Right, and right, and, and, and this isn't even the second one. This is like the fifth one. Right, but I mean, like. The prey ver- the new version is much yeah. better than the original. And my yeah. buddies, like I said, who loved Predator, say the same thing. First of all, the if you don't know anything about the Navajo code talkers during World War II, that is an insane story. You should look into that because they actually used their native language because oh, yeah. nobody in Europe was like, what the fuck is this? So they were using, like they were on the front lines using their native language that the rest of the world doesn't know anything about. They've talked about so that they could communicate with people. They've even talked about that on ancient aliens, which oh, would make sense because yeah. you're talking about predator and stuff. Yeah, and prey, you know. But yeah, they've so, actually mentioned that, so I, I kind of knew that. Already. So that concept alone, like you could just make a movie about that, which they have. Wind talkers, I think, or mm-hmm. code talker, whatever it was. There was a movie made about that whole premise. Right. Put in World War Two, which I'm always down for a World War Two yeah. movie. And then as my favorite predator. of all the wars. <laughs> Weird thing. It's kind of like a favorite serial killer. What? <laughs> I, I have some of those too. Um, but I anyways, have... I'm very excited about this movie. That's yeah. all I got to say about it. Oh, and you've it. been and, telling me I gotta yeah. watch it. I just I originally I think when the news came out, I thought it was supposed to be for World War One. I'm actually glad that it's World War Two. I think that there'll right. be more that they can do with it. Well, I mean, but... just it was closer to us in, in time and we I've just learned more about World War Two than I ever learned about World War One. I can't wait for an alien to fucking rip Nazis apart. Right. You well, know that's, that's going to happen in yeah, this that's movie. that's the thing. Like, well, he's just going to shred them. World War One didn't have one common, just villainous devil type of enemy like World War Two did, you know? Yeah. So, that, uh, yeah, that, there's there's a lot going I'm on. I'm all for... I'm all for beating the shit out of Nazis in cinema. Let's well, be honest. Well, Glorious Bastards, Saving Private Ryan, whatever you want. Like, it's just such a great way to do I it. mean, speaking of comic book heroes, that's where DC characters yeah, originated, for yeah. God's sake. Because yeah, trying to kill the Nazis. Superman? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Captain America. Yeah. Right. 
the new movie Furiosa Mad Max Saga to be released only in theaters in 2024. That one came out of nowhere. I yeah, I've never watched the Mad Max that. movies that much either. Um, again, I posted it because I figured there's people out there that listen to us that are Mad Max fans. Oh, right. Because it's another one of those cult classics. It is. And I've seen, I think I saw the first one a couple, once or twice, but yeah, I was never that big into it. Macaulay Culkin was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's kind of cool. He's been yep. in some movies we like, Christmas movies especially. Yeah. Uh, there's a MASH 2-hour reunion special to be broadcast on Fox on January 1st, 2024. I, I watched another MASH one that, enough. Oh, I was, was going to say, you did watch it. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just another line. one. My parent, my grandparents always watched it right. when it was on. It's never been something that I was really it's super still, into. The, but... the last episode is still one of the most watched episodes of TV ever. What, it, what was the hook with that at the end? What happened at the end of that? I can't even remember. Was something like they like just blew away or I don't know something. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's a mobile army unit, uh, first aid unit. But yeah, yeah, I mean that show was just so popular anyway. So was that in Vietnam or Korea? I thought it was a Korean War. Okay, but it's been. A, I mean, and that, you can. The thing is, that show's still popular. You can still see it on yeah. TV Land and Absolutely. other channels all over the place because it was just that well done, and there's some big stars in it and everything. Um, there's a new video game called Jurassic Park Survival coming from Saber Interactive to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, XS, and PC. Yeah, we don't really cover video games that much, but no, another but... one of those that I was like, this looks like a fun... Well, it's Jurassic Park, yeah. so that's right up early. Nicholas Holt to officially play Lex Luthor in the Superman Legacy movie. Yep, that was another, I, I think, a kind of a big deal. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the DCU can pull off. So. Right, hopefully they... Can go somewhere with December twelfth. McFarland Toys announces announced new licensing agreement with Hasbro, oh. adding Transformers, Power Rangers, GI Joe, and Dungeons and Dragons. Kicking off with Transformers and GI Joe, each page puncher to include a full comic book and two articulated figures. So this is a soft launch that basically you're a McFarland. soft launch. Why does it sound dirty? They sell in my head? they sell, uh, they sell medicine for that. Um, <laughs> There's lots of them nowadays. Just watch TV for five seconds. A lot to unpack in this whole thing, too. And there's this, I think this is just a good episode to cover a lot of this in the news. But first right. of all, it's no, it's no secret for anybody who's actually... I thought you actually, said snow. I'm like, no. No, I don't want... It's fine with us. Tom, let's come back. We're <laughs> recording the podcast here. Uh, it's no secret for anybody who's in the action figure collecting world who pays attention to things who understands prices of things and where things are going that hasbro has not been doing well they announced like a day before this was announced that they were going to lay off over a thousand employees which the two have obviously something to do with each other right clearly they're trying to they're trying to stay afloat they're trying to save themselves they're selling or allowing this happen now if you notice page punchers right Three and three quarter inch figures. Right. McFarlane does seven inch and page punchers. It's way bigger than that. Man, we don't want to get into size. We want to lie we're... about six inches, right? Yeah. Um, this is a foot. So what I'm getting at is they're not directly competing with the Transformers. The what? Did, what did they say? It was Power Rangers, GI Joe, Dungeons and Dragons, and Transformers. Okay. So clearly they are not. They are not the big hitters of Hasbro, right? The the bigger ones like Marvel. Transformers is it? I wouldn't say Marvel really? and Star, Star Wars, Wars, right? 
Well, Star Wars is so the biggest. Two least. things. They didn't sell off those brands. G.I. Joe and Transformers are huge. G.I. Joe is big. And but, so are Transformers. But it's... I'm, I'm doing some show and tell here. That's what this episode's all about, baby. It's this size. Right. It's not the full... This size. Well, like, this is their money maker right now. Right. I don't know that they they do maybe make a line of three and three quarters. Well, originally GI Joe came out; they were like a foot. Yeah. Tall. They, mean, they, the they've gone through a very big scale right. difference they've over the years. Um, it's always about size with them. <laughs> so what I'm getting at, though, is I think this is you're going to see some big changes in Mar. And this is why I, I think it's so crazy: is McFarlane is. Because they have different licenses, they're a competitor soft. Right. They're a competitor in the sense that they do the same things, but they have different licenses. Well, maybe they're becoming more like Lego, where they just have, they do everybody. That and sounds so really bad, if too. If Lucasfilm but... ever gets to a point where they're, they're sick of Marvel for the royalty, or right. I'm sorry, sick of... Uh, Hasbro, right. and they're not getting the royalties. They'll that they go need. to McFarland. I think that I think that McFarland, and that's really exciting. McFarland does such a good job. They're so yeah, exactly. They're so detailed, and, and we'll wanna, talk about more of that about that later on when he gets into action figures. But nobody can see what I'm holding right now. This is something that I'm going to be can. talking about. I can. I'm sorry, okay. Mickey can see what I'm holding. Yes. Nobody else can. It's a Snowtrooper Holiday Edition Black Series figure. This figure. When it came out, new, a month ago, was $27 at Target. Right. Target exclusive. I bought it this week for $11. Really? And I knew that that was going to happen. Why? Because it's consistently been happening oh, okay. with Hasbro's oh, toys. Right. right. And so... Desperation. If they're not selling what they need to sell, they're and they're doing on. these price gaps... I mean... I mean, eleven dollars for a six-inch figure—that's a pretty good. Like, that's half off. Right, and how more much, than half off. How much money are they making on? No matter if you know mass produced or so, not. So, so I think that you're going to see some big changes in. Well, and like you say, McFarland does such a good job that eventually their prices will probably start going up. But like I said, maybe they'll start becoming like Lego, where they just have a license with every brand. I, I think you know? they just released the Warhammer. Todd McFarland's one of those guys that's just like. Well, he started we'll do the it. comics, What are we right? going to do? What right. are we we can do it. Like yeah. he's just so like don't say no. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I think that, you know, if I was his wife, that would suck because he probably is never home, but if I'm a collector, it's awesome. And his wife because I get a freaking Santa Batman. Like what? Well, like, and on the other hand, there's no way he's running it by himself. He's got right. a lot of people. Yeah. Plus his he's bringing in some huge coin, so his wife probably yeah. doesn't hate that. But yeah. Yeah. That's something else altogether. Anyway, it should be a cool merger. Yes. Uh, there's a new movie starring my man crush Ryan Reynolds called If to be in theaters in May 2024. That looks kind of good. It looks like a kids type movie, but you know, typical smart ass Ryan Reynolds too. So right, that's right. pretty good. The top ten most anticipated movies for 2024. There was a cool list. Number ten, A Quiet Place, Day One. Those were good movies. There's, there's what? This would be the third one now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. That's crazy that there's already, yeah. And they're getting I mean, old. Yeah, there's, well, the dialogue's really hard to keep up with in those movies. Sorry. I'm having technical difficulties over here. Story of my life. Number nine, Gladiator. Must be a remake of that. Number eight, Lord of the Rings, The War of Rorirum. 
That looks pretty good just because those Lord of the Rings movies were huge. Uh, number seven, Inside Out 2. I love that first movie, so I'm looking forward to that too. We saw Joy at Disney World. So. It's Christmas time. You see Joy everywhere, Thomas. That's how it works. I live with Oh, her. your daughter. Yeah, you live with Joy. But we got a picture, my daughter Joy, next to Inside Out Joy at Disney World. So that's Joy, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Joy and Joy. So the joy was overwhelming, huh? Number six, Despicable Me 4. There's a lot of, you'll see a trend here. It's, there's a lot of sequels going on. Number five, speaking of sequels, Venom 3. Those are good movies, too. Number four, another sequel, Dune Part 2. Number three, another sequel, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I didn't put this together. These are all sequels, except for Gladiator, which is a reboot. Uh, number two, Beetlejuice 2. hold on. Is Gladiator a reboot? Well, it's just called Gladiator, I'm assuming. I don't know anything about this one. I thought it was a sequel. Maybe it is, but wouldn't there be a two or again or something after it? How? Right. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but that'd be like making the Bible part two. Like, the main character died. Right, we already know what happened. Like, (laughs) Titanic part two, the the ship's been put back together. Right. Yeah, so then number three, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Number two, Beetlejuice 2. Number one, Deadpool 3. These are literally all sequels if you're right about Gladiator. Literally. They're all part of a series or part of movies that have already existed. This is what I think. Well, first of all, Hollywood's like... Out of ideas. It's its own thing, and I I think that there's a lot of problems with it. But first of all, they hit a nostalgia like spike, and they realize there's these people who lean into nostalgia, a.k.a. millennials, who have money, we're spending it. Well, I think it's Generation X as much as anything, too. My that, generation. That, we're that too. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. you're, you're exactly right. Generation X millennials. Right, right, in between, yeah. And they leaned into it, and it's basically like they went into a boardroom, and they're like, anything that happened in the 90s. Right. Anything that happened in the, the 80s, 80s. Right. Like, Throwing it we're off. doing it. Yeah. And we're going to make a remake of it. Right. And it's like, but, but no, you forget, like, the reason why Disney was so good is because they had original ideas. Right. And they could come up with new ideas. And why Star and Wars use... was so well-received, because it was w- way better done. A, a space movie that hadn't been done, it was yeah. better quality, and it was every four years. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and you anticipated it, and you then they brought out the toys, and it was just, the anticipation is gone. It's just... We can make money right now, and we'll do it again, and we'll throw up all over you. And then, like you said, fatigue sets in. I, and I think tired. that, yeah, I mean, there's been talks about Disney, like, going under and have to be bought out. Like, there's all these things that, that are, like... real. As much money as they I, I hope it's not real. I don't think it's real, but you, you see real crazy How things How is that possible with all the stuff they spew out? They're not I, I think that it's more so, like, Disney Studios. Like, because if you look... They spend a lot of money on a movie and don't make the money back. Exactly. Right. Look at the movies that they made this year, and then like look at their budget and the revenue, and you uh, find like they didn't make any money. Right. Like they've lost money. Stop spitting them out pieces of crap so fast, you know? Exactly. So that's yeah, too bad. I mean, and I yeah. I, I mean, Disney's a wonderful franchise, but like you said, maybe money. I mean, if you want to make money, you need to re- stop being so damn greedy and realize that there needs to be some ciphering, some. You know, you need to pick and choose. Uh, who is the main character in Goodwill Hunting? The kid. You mean the actor? Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. He made a comment once about how he would never be able to be in a movie like that again. 
because nobody wants to go and see a drama like that again. They want Mostly to see dialogue. these giant action, action CGI movies. Yeah. And I think that we got to get back to that. I don't know that he's right. I mean, I, I think there's enough of the population that, that would fall into that category. But I like those movies. I don't seek them out, though. I like psychological thrillers. I like movies that make me think, yeah, I want the cinematography. I want the, you know, the, the graphics and stuff. But more so, I want a movie that makes me think. What? Yeah, Oppenheimer. Exactly. How well received was that? Right. That's mostly dialogue. Yes, they blow something up that's really big. But so I think you're going to see it's this. based on history, a story we already kind of knew about. So I think you're going to see this transition now where you have more, more of with those excitement. movies. What's that? Ironically, maybe that's what's well said. People are bored with this excitement. Yeah. The right. action movies are... There's no plot. Right. right. So I think that you're going to see... You could see people talk about this transition that happened in Hollywood in, in, in uh, cinema from the westerns to the space operas or the science fiction. Right. And there was like this hard shift between those two. I think that you might start seeing a hard shift between comic book movies to like more of those. That's my prediction. Not founded on anything. So more, more of what? Those like the Drama. plot, the the characters Building are the character at the center of the movie. Dialogue, not interaction, not just action and blowing like, stuff. Not one piece of CGI in the entire movie. Right. I think you can make really good movies by doing that. And well, I that's think that's what they used to do, like you said. I mean just yeah. it was all about like the Twilight Zone show, literally, there wasn't much going on. It was just the concept yeah, that they, the concepts, they, they yep. subtly introduced to you with a little bit of graphic here and there, but it was mostly the dialogue and, and your brain having to do the rest of the work. And oh, I my think, God, what a concept. Well, and I, and, and I think that... It's like reading a book almost. Hey, I got my Goodreads recap. I read 20 books this year. So. Yeah, I've been reading more, too, yeah. Um, I've had to. Cause was it 20? I think it was 20. I think well, that's what somebody Your said. wife's just laughing at both of us because maybe we... Do you want me to? No. I'm going to... I feel gonna, bad about we're, how we're, I don't read enough anyway. For those of you who don't know the way we record it, we're going to pause it here. We'll re, we'll start up again in a second, but I want to I want to show it so that you guys know like what how many books she's read, but hold on a second. Jesus. So, well, uh, Scott reads. I mean, there was a book. We went to that paranormal conference. I bought a book from this girl who was talking to us. Uh, about her ghost hunts, it took me a few weeks because I'm not diligent and I get distracted and I right. read a couple yeah. checks. Scott reads in two days, yeah. so he's just like Michaela. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't have the. That's the one thing I can't stay focused on is reading a book. If you could read a book, can you imagine? You'd be unstoppable. Oh my god, I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just hold on a second. This is a weird pause that we've never done before, Monty and Mickey. But we'll be right back. A word from these non-existent messages. <laughs> All right, so we're back. 32. I hope you enjoy those advertisements. Yeah, thanks for listening to our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Goodreads, um, <laughs> right? Thirty-two thousand pages, just under thirty-two thousand pages, and eighty-five books that she's read this year. So, like more than you and I combined with the last twenty years of our lives. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yep. good for her. She's she's a good reader. She's smart. Show off. Sounds like you're jealous, Mickey. Well, I am because I got so many books I want to read and I'm not diligent enough and too distracted. I'm telling you, man, audiobooks. Right. Audiobooks. Maybe that's the way to go. Um, so, speaking gotta, of reading, yeah. Actress Alakwa 
Cox, Native American woman. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Alaqua Cox, I think that's it, Native American woman. <laughs> Not a lot of Cox. Alaqua Cox, <laughs> Native American woman who graduated in 2015 from, speaking of perverts, Wisconsin School for the Deaf. No, I don't mean that school. Sorry, that was bad timing. <laughs> in Delavan, Wisconsin, to star in the newest Marvel series, Echo, on Disney Plus, released January 9th, 2024. This is the first Marvel series to release all episodes at once, five episodes. Sorry about the dirty comments. That's my brain. Nobody else's fault. But yeah, um, this is she's yeah. actually deaf in real life. She's from Wisconsin, and she's gonna be an, and she's native. She's not gonna be Native American. She she was born that way. For this show, she'll be Native American. <laughs> she'll be playing a deaf American Native American. <laughs> she actually lived here really well, and she's a blonde. She's white girl. a great actress. But yeah, so I mean, that's pretty exciting. She's from Delavan, and. Uh, this, like you say, this is going to be the first series where they actually release all five episodes. So, and Echo is, if you don't remember, a uh, deaf character in the God. It's been a year, uh, the Hawkeye series, right? So, yeah, I remember so, being really excited about that series, which and I, I am, and I loved it, and I liked Hawkeye a lot. Um, yes. Last year, I think around Christmas time is when that came out. So. Right. Yeah. So let's and more MCU has officially parted ways with. Jonathan Majors, who had previously played King after a recent assault and harassment conviction. I am not going to touch this because I have way too much to talk about for that specific situation. And all I'm going to say is it's an end of an era. I truly believe. Right. And it's, you know, people It's not going to go like this and be done, but it's going to fizzle out. Right. The whole MCU. Because of this, you think? This is the... This is just a, another thing in a long list just of more things evidence of it. that are hurting that, them. Right that now. water's coming onto the ship and it's mm-hmm. about to hit the iceberg, yeah. Yep. Um, and hopefully, as we were saying, this will do better. The Batman's Arca- Arkham Asylum spinoff confirmed as a part of the DCU by James Gunn. Another one that I'm a little bit confused, but we'll yeah. get into that later. Right. So. And that's in the news, 45, 50 minutes <laughs> later. Um, it was a lot of news. Really quick. I just want to talk about some of these holiday edition type of, of characters, uh, action figures, like I said. Um, first of all, got to start with the original uh, collection that I started with when I was... Hey, that's Batman. When did you start getting Batman stuff? <clears throat> Batman is Scrooge, Mickey. Oh. So yeah, that's why it was exciting to me. Hmm. So it's they did a whole DC superheroes like crossover thing. Superman in holiday sweater. I thought he was just in a... Like a nighty, you know, going to bed. No, he's well. And if you really want to get into it, it could be loosely based off of a series called or a comic book called Noel that I bought this year as a you Batman. Me that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So you you had in this this year when this came out, Superman in a holiday sweater, Wonder Woman with strings, string of light lasso, <laughs> Batman as Ebenezer Scrooge, the Flash. Holiday Dash, which he's just wearing antlers. Um, Harley Quinn with and his helper. normal costume. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Right. Um, Harley Quinn with helper, which is just she's just dressed up like that. And then the Joker is Santa. So that's kind of cool. Though. I I I just wanted to bring that up just because the crossover, like this, isn't anything new. So like, don't think that we're like reinventing the wheel here. Well, I mean, that's not even really a crossover. That's just mashing up two things you never would thought would come close to crossing over. You know. And and this is what I was getting at is companies just love to say, okay, this is the holiday. Let's do something related to this holiday. Right. Christmas is on everybody's mind. Right. Let's sell something 
that's Christmas and our thing. Like Deadpool so. pops. Ryan Reynolds got a hold of that. And literally any concept you could think of, Deadpool is dressed up as. So, yeah. And I think I even had, I probably sold it actually, a Deadpool uh, Christmas, Christmas or, or something pop. But anyway, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, because you're a huge Batman fan, but that's that's actually pretty cool. Well, and I'm right. a huge Christmas, Christmas girl fan. fan right? So, yeah. Um, so then what I had moved on to was the Star Wars Black Series Holiday Edition versions. Um, so what I have in front of me right now is actually two different versions of the Snowtrooper. That's what you The original one, before, the first right? year came out, and then this one that I had talked about that was 11 bucks. It comes with a little uh, interrogation droid, if you remember that. You guys should see movie. this. It's really cool. Oh, sorry. This is an audio podcast. Never mind. Just take a picture, Tom. Yeah, um, right. I don't want to pro- over-promise anything, but I do have a better computer and a webcam now, so Mickey and I could maybe do some more um, live ones. Live ones, yep. And not only that, but you do, once again, promote your Instagram page where you, yeah. you yeah. show a lot of these in, in different really as cool ass cool cool ass scenes that you put a lot of time into so yeah what's that page on instagram uh coffee table collections look look us up some are really cool i mean they look like i mean i keep telling calling monty the director because some of these are really cool and i have yeah i have a lot of fun with it so yeah go check it out if you get it's pretty awesome um and then a stormtrooper with baby yoda in his red and green puke and then basically a um the best way to describe it is the abominable snowman or uh, Wait, what is it called abominable there it abominable? is the first one you said abomin- abominable oh, it was abominable a... um <clears throat> it's a hard word to say but anyways they they all came with little helpers little christmas porg and then there was even a christmas porg with this guy and it's it's a white version of chewbacca anyways all i got to say about that i just wanted to make sure that you guys know that those exist now what i want to get to though before we get to the main, if you can believe it, it's going to be a long episode. But before we get to the main meat of this episode, actually, that'll McFarlane, be the part of the episode, probably. McFarlane, yeah, right. <laughs> McFarlane released a Batman as Santa action figure, and this is what kicked off last year. I ordered a Santa action figure from Fresh Monkey Fiction. Okay, so that that's a completely different thing. It's just fun to say though. They they did they did a really good job doing that, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Bat, then this year, and this is just the brilliance of Todd McFarlane. He's just like, here it is. Two weeks later, you have it in hand. Like, so quick. Right. So I had this back in freaking October. And I um, mean, the details of me. I mean, it's such a good quality item for cheaper and so fast. Like uh, Amazon. And, you know? and it, and it yeah, came with is... a little uh, little background. And of, it's posable. And there they're, must I mean, have been. They can move around a lot. Comic book that he was Batman or something. There was a blue version and a red version. Uh, some people said the blue color scheme more aligns with his like true blue, you know, Batman blue. I I just like the red because it looked more like Santa. Well, and the cloak is, I mean, it's even good quality, durable material that can it moves around. It's it's realistic, but it it's not gonna break and crack easily like our Star Wars figures you too. Right, right. It's it's, it's quality. They, they've come a long way, right. to say the least. Um. So then, what they did this year, so. What they had last year was a Naughty and Nice collection, and they had like Krampus and and uh, Santa, and they, they did all these different things. And it's basically the same character. They changed out some heads. They did a, some elves that were smaller. same costume, different characters. Yeah, right? and, it, and it was really good. So if you get a chance, check them out. Um, 
I'm, I ordered last year at this time a Barbarian Santa. That's coming out soon. But like you said, it's it's way cheaper prices than than some of these other uh, brands. And, and this isn't McFarland. This is a so this isn't cheaper. No, oh, okay. no, they're a little bit more expensive. Then um, I take it all back as usual. Ignore me. But what I what I'm getting at though is that this is that third party situation where. They they do a crowdfunding, so none of this happened until they had enough orders. Oh sure, knew that they were going to make it. Right. So I'm not That's getting it till January. But this is Barbarian Santa. Wow. And I thought this was a cool kick-ass figure. It reminds like, me of uh, Thor, Fat Thor. Yes. Kinda. Exactly. Um. So, Fresh Monday Fiction, they're just a great like specifically for what they're doing. They do other characters. This isn't like an ad for them, but anyways. Well, we're talking about I'm, Christmas. So. I'm going to print a bunch of like Christmas stuff for them and for like uh, the Marley figure that I'm Jacob Marley. That I'm going to talk about in a minute. And then you'll and you're actually going to take pictures of these scenes and put them on Instagram too, right? <sighs> if I mm. ever get time right. to, yeah. Well, um, this whole dad Mary thing, man, no. it's taking a lot of your time. Freaking kids. <laughs> um, so this year, then, so each year they've been doing this. Uh, last year I ordered the first year I got the regular Santa. Last year I ordered the Barbarian Santa. Your regular Santa. Oh, sorry. And it was a whole a whole lineup of different Santas, basically. Right. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, seeing all these guys in a Santa outfit. I mean, so this year they've got gnarly. Santa Storytime Santa. So same Santa, but he's reading a book and he doesn't have his jacket on. Look at all the accessories, though. Holy That's God. the other part of this. I wasn't even didn't even show you. Like in this box, you get a list, you get an alternate head, you get milk and cookies. I think a lot of people like, I know could use an alternate head. That'd be really convenient. So, th so this is this is the story time Santa. Then you have Other Father Christmas. Man. Guess what? I'm going to use him as the ghost of Christmas present. Heck yeah, man! Because he looks almost exactly really like does. that from the book. Because it's green. Yeah. So. That character is going to be my stand-in, or we'll talk about in a minute, Jacob Marley. Yeah, and this is so cool with all the accessories and all. Santa, oh, never mind. It's Krampus. Krampus just tried to kill himself. He got punched by Batman. See, good Santa always Batman. wins. Good always wins over evil. Sergeant Santa! Wow. So they've got a fully camo with like a, a bazooka that's got a little... Um, Candy cane tip it's on like it. G.I. Joe. Sawed off shotgun or a bullpup shotgun. Uh, they they all come with like their own stocking and present that color matches. They're, so the, even the ones that I got, like like Krampus has got this like ugly green stocking with it and a tail. And anyway. does that one come with PTSD too? Or that's not included. You have to okay. you have to pay for that separately. That, well, and you maybe don't want to <laughs> talk to your therapist. Uh, right, right. You got to pay for that too. Jeez, a red Krampus with like uh, I think this is the idea is that he's going to fight barbarian Santa with this big like trident thing and like a crushed package and some other things going on. Look at how elaborate and like you said that that was the bragging point you told me when you first told me about these is the accessories. There's such such intricate detail. They're cool. so well done and there's so many accessories, which a lot of times is the problem. You get this figure and there's not much else to do with it. There's so many different Hasbro. poses and things. <laughs> right, well, yeah. That's, I wonder why they're having an issue. That's weird. Uh, I have no idea what Krampus is drinking, but it's definitely not milk. So, 
Maybe it's that stuff here. That was the other thing is that was a really cool um, detail is like there's a little like thing that's milk that sits inside the cup. Like it looks like milk. Really? Like go back and look at my Instagram. Looks like liquid. Because yeah. I actually took pictures of Santa. With Seriously, all look the at Star look Wars at those pictures. They're really cool and, and detailed, and it's it looks like a movie set. Um, again, this is crowdfunding, so none of this is official yet, but it's it's out there. Wizard Santa. Wow. I don't really know why, but well, it's cool. I mean, that's cool looking. I I'm not buying it, but I don't know why. Not yet. Yeah, if it goes on sale enough, that's why I picked up Krampus. He was on sale. Or you'll get on a kick where you're doing that kind of scenes all of a sudden. Dungeons and Dragons scenes. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Father, Winter is here, Santa. That looks suspiciously like a Frost King from the freaking Game of Thrones. But all right. I think that's what they were going for. All white. An elf, which they have a whole series of elves already. So this is just another one. And this is what I'm excited about. Oh, that's about. cool. Yeah, reindeer. So I ordered two of them. Well, that's Comet specifically. Do they have them all? Or do they they do got have every all. single one of really? those fuckers. How much this is the, the fun thing. How much is one reindeer? That's that's what the not fun thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thirty. I think they're 35 each. But they're pretty elaborate. How many reindeer do you have? I mean, So there's nine. Plus no, I mean Rudolph. like. You got all. We're surrounded by his in his man cave by all these action figures and toys. How many reindeer are in there? Oh so, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, so so I ordered two of them. They're forty five each. I figured wow. out the, the cost. If you were to fought, if you were to pay for the entire gang of of reindeer, it was like five hundred bucks or something. Here's you're the thing. a hunter. You can cut them apart and eat them. So you're you're making. You know I mean, you're fine. You're feeding your family. That would be a fun. Like, I'd find a hunter. With the knife and do right. a scene. Now you that, got me that would be cool. Um, but so what they did was they did four of them. So there's eight. Remember, you know Dasher and Dancer and, and Donner and Blitzen. So I ordered two Donner. of them. There's four full ones. Okay, now hear me out. Otherwise, they're just gutted ones you find in the oh the bus. So then you buy the heads separately, and you can change them out. So you're getting all nine of them for. If you wanted to, you could buy one and just keep changing the heads. Oh, but yeah. these ones are specifically the colors. Like Vixen is for use with Prancer. It tells you. So Prancer, you switch out the head for a Vixen head, which is slightly different. Right. And the body matches his head. That's so now cool. you've got Santa. They're talking about making a sleigh. Right. How badass would this look? Eight freaking six inch. <laughs> India with Rudolph at the head of the motherfucker. How are you? But but you still got to buy the reindeer bodies. Yeah, you still got to buy. So you got to buy. You got to buy nine reindeer. You still got to buy the bodies. Oh. And then you got to buy the heads. But I mean, so it is five hundred bucks to do all that. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say because you could just buy the heads in one body and then just have one reindeer, but you're not showing them all at the same time unless you Photoshop the crap out of it. Mm -hmm. I guess you could do that too. So, anyways, Ryan's good at that. Yeah, that's, I would. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Then, not to be outdone, Krampus has his own rotten hoof, the undead reindeer, <laughs> rotten hoof, and then Gorgon, oh, the goat cool. demon. That one's cool looking. Now we're going into Stranger Things, talking about yeah. mashing up like crazy, man. And then, of course, a saddle. If you don't want to buy the whole thing and a sleigh, wow, for them. So I ordered the saddle and two reindeer. These I'm are like, all forty-five awesome. bucks, or around around that price. This one I think was twenty. Each oh. one of the actual reindeer was forty-five. 
Uh, Santa is 38. Is there any place you could find these bodies somewhere else and save some money and then just buy those heads? So that's the thing. Fresh Monkey Fiction has like an exclusive deal with Big oh. Bad Toy Store, which is an online retailer that sells action figures. So you're not buying those reindeer bodies anywhere else. And Krampus, Krampus just, just laid tired. Out. Yeah. His tail isn't safe. Um, so the next one I want to talk about really quick because we just got to keep moving. Four Horsemen. You got to still talk about this. Is a company that makes another line, or three lines. Mythic Legions, which is like what we're showing here on the screen that you can't see, Mickey can't see. Think of Dungeons and Dragons. Factions, right. different like characters who are different species, elves, whatever. That looks like Skeletor here. Um, and then uh, beasts that go with them. So like a like there's a bear, fully articulated bear that you can have your characters ride on. There's a unicorn there's type a unicorn. Vehicle. They've done horses. They've done uh, full freaking moose. What's the um, centaur? Yeah, like yeah, centaur. yeah, exactly. So like they're very very heavily like world building type like, of thing. You so click on them detailed. and they've got like a whole bio of like oh yeah that's what, what faction are they about, from? Right. Where are they you know okay. So you've got mythic Entire legions. backstory. You've got cosmic legions, which is similar, but all like sci-fi type. And of and stuff. not to be lost in the story, that th those characters are even more elaborate than what we were talking about, like their accessories and what they're wearing yeah. and the details. It's amazing. They're at a higher price point. These are like that would explain forty to sixty to you know the the animals are like hundred plus. I feel like we're doing a Q QVC episode right now. Um. Figura Obscura is the one that I want to talk about, though. So they released, they just put it up on Instagram. Hey, this is coming on Friday. Be ready. They dropped it, sold out. They dropped it again, sold out. They really? dropped it again, sold out. So okay. they knew that it was going to, and they had it ready before they sold a single unit. And that's a big risk to do that kind yeah. of thing. But they knew how popular it would be. These were $60 figures, okay? This Ghost of Jacob Marley, it came with a box that had a wraparound diorama that, like, had its own magnets to it. It came with an alternate head. It came with extra keys that you can kind of put around. It came with uh, two different, you know, what? if you've read A Christmas Carol or watched it or anything, you know that there's a whole scene where Marley's head is on a door knocker, and the door knocker you know, changes and it and it lights up. And then there's a secret inside the big safe that's Yeah, there's a safe. And the that, safe is detailed as hell. That's really cool. And that leads to the next character that Figura Obscura is releasing. So not only do they release all this stuff, all these accessories with this, well worth the money in my opinion. Oh my God. And then yeah, like they I say, said, that safe alone is so intricately detailed. This is just so cool. And then the backdrop which is part of the box, that's really even detailed. It's so like well. a wrap around the box. Right. Um, and like I said, I don't think I showed you those, but like door knockers that you literally could actually put on like oh, yeah. a, a model Along door. the lines of what was in the safe, but like without the chain, it's actually so a that's, door knocker. So that's what was, happened in the book is right. Scrooge looks at his door knocker and it changes to Marley's face. Okay. So you got all that. And those are detailed. As you also too. got a holiday card that like is in that theme of... I swear this is a home shopping network commercial we're doing right here. Advertising. And then they included wait, a wait, little... There's more! A little, what they called a mini comic book, That's which really is the cool. first stave, which if you know anything about Christmas Carol, go back and read our, or listen to our episode. It's oh. the first chapter of a Christmas Carol, basically. Oh, this is thick. With the, art, with the artwork from that box 
that they created, the promotional stuff. It is just go check them out. This now. is a pretty thick book too. I mean, this is the whole story. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it's like, okay, this is worth it. Thank yeah. yeah. Mask of Red Death was another character. I don't know anything about him. Okay. Go check him out. Sun Wukong, the Monkey King. Don't know anything about him. Watch your fucking language. Here's where I'm getting to it. Father Christmas. Okay. This character was basically Fresh Monkey Fiction on steroids. Like insane detail. Oh. Insane Santa figure. Crazy accessories to the level of what we had. Oh my God. For this Jacob Marley. Okay. Imagine what you could do with that director. This is one I really want. It's the Headless Horseman, and holy that's shit. Cool, yeah. Came with the horse, but that's a $120 figure. Oh, and that's then a Christmas gift. First one was Krampus. Wow. And Krampus was, again, what you get from Fresh Money Conviction on steroids. Like, insane. Oh, like, my God. And each one of these characters came with a little surprise. There's something in the basket. Surprise. There's something in Santa's sack. Surprise. And that's, like, the people online were like, it's a surprise. Don't don't reveal it yet until everybody's gotten theirs. But yeah. that's what that is, and that's a next that head, the next oh it's an accessory it's, for their next figure. Oh, okay. So it's just an Easter egg for the next what's coming up. Yep. So, anyways, all that to say, I'm worth super. It. It, it was worth it, and I'm just I love that companies do this. I'm really excited to see um, some of these figures come. The only problem with this whole Fresh Monkey fiction is that it's not coming until the end of 2025. So. We're gonna have to wait a long or twenty twenty four. We're gonna have to wait so a long time. So it's not time. like Marvel. It's not shoving down your throat every five seconds. No, and it's not like the Scrooge where it was released and then okay, it's there. It it's they gotta crowdfund it first of all because they want to know if it's worth selling, right? If they if they're a small scale, so they gotta know how many they're gonna make, sure. right? These aren't going on sale. Let's just put it that way. Right. They're not. They're not cutting prices. They're not mass producing them. Right. And so. Naughty or Nice Collection, if you look at the crowdfunding for this, they actually keep an updated amount of what's been ordered so far. So I'm excited because the one I ordered, Father Christmas, is close to his 500. 500 is the number they have to reach? For, for that one specifically. Okay. The reindeer is the other one that I'm super con like concerned or interested in. They're about 70% of the way. Their, their target unit's 3,000. That it's includes cool all that you can them. watch if it's building up, too. Because, right. I mean, you could cancel your order if you're not, or will that, it, why bother? You don't, you don't it. pay anything. You don't if need it, to if they If they cancel if it. If they don't make it, you haven't paid, right? You don't pay for it. Right. And that's the other beautiful thing about it. They're not taking any money up front. Right. Well, why they can't. Well, the other companies do. Well, that's true. You're right. And so then you got to get refunded, and it's a whole yeah, deal. So. And, and that doesn't always happen, right? So, anyways, I'm just, if, if you haven't checked out some of these. If you can't tell, Monty's fairly excited. I know a little bit about action figures, guys. Yeah, and he kind of, you know, he's what he's talking about. And, and this is the enthusiasm I'm talking about when I said he sucked me into the MCU and all that stuff. I mean, this is, that's that's what's cool, man. You, you get really into this stuff, and I mean, and it's worth it because this stuff's pretty amazing. It's just, I don't know, I have, I have a lot of fun with it. Right. That's, well, that's a period. Cool. Is like, I had fun just setting this up so that we could talk about right. it. Right. Well, just, this man room's amazing. You can just, you could take an hour and a half just walking around looking at all this stuff, you know? So, yeah. And this so, stuff is so detailed, and it's just getting better and better, and and they're mass producing it for cheaper and cheaper, and then charging more and more, ironically. But this Ebenezer Scrooge is is really cool. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, you mean Jacob Marley? That's what I said. Yeah, I, I said the German version of oh, Jacob Marley. Okay. Somehow, <laughs> just like when you, I remember when we were looking at the uh, 
snow speeder at first and i was like oh and it came with a, a dak reckler or whatever his name is and you're like kazoo type and i'm like no <laughs> the character that was like behind luke skywalker and you're like oh, oh yeah <laughs> i never knew what the guy's name was right. it's like yeah as soon as you said it's, that it's, i'm like oh, i remember reading that but yeah i didn't yeah exactly um but okay so let's move on for that and get to the episode. Oh, we actually have an episode to topic. talk about. Yeah, this yeah. will be quick. Don't worry. This will be quick. Whew. So anyways, which one did you want to? So I just got, I put them in order of how I watched them. And uh, Seinfeld, season nine, episode 10, it's called The Strike. And it aired on December 18th, 1997. It guest stars Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. And Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Those are two really good shows that I like. Uh, it's here. Here's a quick synopsis: Festivus for the rest of us. I know everybody's familiar with that. I was just gonna say that's that's probably why this made number one on the list. Exactly, it's an awesome iconic episode. Kramer goes back to the bagel shop after twelve years of striking. That's where the time the strike comes from. Elaine gives a fake number on a sub sandwich card she wants for a free sub. Jerry meets Gwen at a party, and she looks beautiful in full light and ugly and gruesome. Two-Face in poor lighting, and George creates a fake charity, the Human Fund, to give us Christmas gifts. The show about nothing. Yeah, right, and there's all that going on. And this was to be a holiday episode right. on and top I, of it. And I love this episode, man. I, I Like I, I wrote down, I've seen this episode at least six, seven times, probably twice that. It still makes me laugh every time. I mean, Jerry Stiller is hilarious as he is. And, I mean, there's even a line that I actually wrote down. Stop crying and fight your father. That's kind of how the episode wins because you got to first you air your grievances and then it's a, a struggle of power or whatever. That's all part of the rest or the festivist. So the whole, I, so I didn't, I knew it was tied to Seinfeld, but I had no idea like any concept of what festivist was. I just oh, knew so that many was people I know like actually celebrate it even. Oh, really? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe not to this level where they're fighting their dad. You got a stripper pole in there earlier? Right. Room? Exactly. <laughs> But but it's it just like the whole like concept was his dad hated Christmas and wanted to make up his own holiday, right? And there's a part where you air your grievances. So you go around the table and you bitch at everybody sitting there. Yeah. Everybody takes their turn. They've got the pole. Uh, and then, like you say, then they've got the it's a feats of strength or something like that where you got to do these different contests to see who's the strongest. Just, I forgot that he Jerry was. Jerry Stiller's hilarious. I forgot that he was in uh, King of Queens, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he there was, was the a, dad on that show, yeah. And then it came in, the, like, there was some advertisement for it for King, of, like, a holiday episode of King of Queens. And I'm like, Rick, we should have done one of those, too. Right. Because that's a great series as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And but, I've watched all of those a hundred times. But, anyways, yeah, Seinfeld, uh, Festivus for the rest of it. This I mean, is you, one of my favorite. Like, it's very episodes. iconic. It's very, right. like, and I, and, I, and I, this something that I noticed as watch, as I was watching this episode. So, first of all, you've seen I'm it a sucker. Right, you've no. seen, you've never the seen this episode. I've never seen this episode. You finally started living. Welcome to the world and life in general, Monty. It's too much. It's too much. No, no, you have to have too seen this, many... no matter what's all out there. You have to have seen this, and I and have. Now you have. I have. So I'm glad we did this sitcom. I'm born again. Yes, I'm a born again Festivus. <laughs> um, but what I'm, I guess, I've always been a sucker for these types of episodes like, oh, yeah. i loved watching them as I far loved, as, as far as with the concept of what the concept of a, a holiday episode like oh just, yeah in general oh, right. just exciting for whatever reason i don't know if it's just because it's slightly different 
Even if it's not Christmas, you mean if it's Halloween or any, yeah, anything, anything like that. Yeah, like because it, it's like, a little different loved, than the normal story. I like. loved how they did that so much in How I Met Your Mother, and I love that they are able to like. It's just like it feels like you're like oh, in real time, like there's a holiday episode, like, right? And and I I in in an age They're of keeping streaming, up with time. That's yeah, that's what's cool. In an age of streaming, that's lost, and I think that it's just really cool. I think it would have been really cool. Even in the 2000s, like as I did this, I think I did this with my mom when I, I'm admitting this on air now. You made a sitcom with your mom? That's cool. We watched The O.C. together. All right. Well, this was this was fun while it lasted. Even <laughs> I have three some years, standards. After three years, Monty and Mickey are breaking up. <laughs> um, but we prob- what I'm getting at is that's that was prob- a popular show. For it was the last time I watched a show live. And it was a popular show. I mean, you're yeah. not the only one. You and your mom were not the only one. And that was in, like, 2016? Right. Or, I'm sorry, 2006? Right. So you haven't had cable or dish or anything since then? I mean, Nothing that, I mean, I probably had it, but I never, like, kept up on any sitcom. Yeah, well, no. Like, my the- family was never one of those families that was sitting down by the TV every... Thursday at oh, 6 see, o'clock. Oh, see, we watched Love Boat and Fantasy Island and all these, and MASH and all that stuff. But, I mean, that was... <laughs> that was the only way you could do it, though. Right, and that was, exactly, that was 40 years ago when, you know, TVs were just being invented and fire and all that stuff. Man, am I getting old. But, I mean, like you say, in this day and age where everything's streaming, I mean, I can, I, and I can even DVR. I have satellite where I can watch these stuff, but I still DVR. I don't even watch it as it's on most of the time right. now when I can. Right. You know, so yeah, I, that's to your point. So anyways, I just want to, it's a separate kind of topic, but I, 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 I just, the, the concept of the holiday special just really, it's exciting to me. It's, it's right. new. It's different. It's just off the storyline. You're not just, okay, they're doing whatever again. And dating and the story is just not continuing. It's, oh, they took time to celebrate this holiday right. that's going right. on. Yeah. Exactly. And this so. is a good one. Yes. And this I, is iconic. And now that I know that there's a stripper pole, I think I need to get Michaela on board with festivals. <laughs> of course. It's, I'm being festive, honey. It's a Christmas thing, okay? Jeez. Although I don't know if I want her to. I mean, she probably has more grievances than I have about her, <laughs> let's be honest. Right. That's how marriage works. So, yeah. Really good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Again, nothing. nothing. It, this is why we included some of these other Right. And I'm glad you finally get to watch it. The next one we did was Big Bang Theory, Season 2, Episode 11, The Bath Item Gift Hypothesis. It aired December 15, 2008, and the synopsis is Leonard's disappointed when Penny develops interest in an attractive physicist at the university. Meanwhile, Sheldon struggles to find an appropriate Christmas gift for Penny. Penny dates the, the physicist, David Underhill, and he ends up being married. And again, this is... we probably should have mentioned some of this but it's er- clearly early on because penny's not yeah. dating uh right leonard leonard, leonard yeah. um this well, one season two so yeah they're related leonard's wanted her since day one and they're still getting to know each other and he hasn't begged for her <laughs> approval for long enough yet at least not yeah yeah um it takes a few more years for him to sucker her in finally this was one of those that i I realized as I was watching it because the main focus was on that whole plot that Penny is dating this guy. Right. And, and like he's some celebrity married. in the physics world. He actually is a real guy, too. That really is a guy named David Underhill. He's oh. a scientist and everything. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyways, that was the main focus of this. And so I think this episode in particular was the only, the one out of the four that had the, mo- the least focus on actual Christmas compared right. to the rest of them. Right. And I, and I liked it, and I've seen it many times just because I've watched Big Bang Theory constantly. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it's pretty good. And I was surpri- but I was surprised that that was like ranked the number one holiday episode. Right. But I there will say, I will episodes. say, it was hilarious. Like, it was, it was good. Like, there was so many funny moments. Well, and Leonard like, falls off a motorcycle when he doesn't even have it moving. Yeah, I mean, it, Big Bang Theory is so well written anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's the key. That's right. what we need to get of back course. to, Mickey. Of course. Well written movies right. well written dialogue TV shows, yes character development all especially the especially with comedy yes i don't need to see boobs right well i mean i mean i do while, but right? i don't need to not constantly all the time <laughs> and but that wouldn't be even bad even if that was a thing but not this type of thing you get what i'm saying yes you don't need to have even sex cells, but sex doesn't need to be the thing sometimes it oversells and, and, yes. and we don't need a bunch of cgi and, right. and complicated storylines and things blowing up sometimes blowing up. we can just have character development and interaction and our brains can do the job afterwards you know sometimes we yeah. can have that going right. on like trust us that we can imagine it and that's what you kind of get with sitcoms it's more about the writing and the jokes and stuff like that they have there's a not static, a lot of action there's have a static set right They're at the same set exactly. every single episode you're the the plot is driving that. And these four these four iconic sitcoms are perfect examples of that. They were all yeah. they all ran as long as they wanted to for at least nine or ten seasons and they were all make getting awards until the end of you know, they didn't jump the shark as in you know, Happy Days reference. They they were really good. I don't know that. You never heard of Jump the Shark? I think I've heard it, but I never had something. That oh yeah. It it's basically it's there, there's even a website that that decode decoded dedicated to it for when all these shows start falling off and not being as good. Fonzie jumps a shark as he's water skiing, and that's when you could just see Happy Days is going down the shitter. Oh. And, it st- and it didn't last much longer than that. That's what they mean when you can tell that a show is losing it. None of these shows ever did. They ran as long as they could. They, they hung out up on their own terms. Hmm. And that's and that's the whole point. They, these shows are some of the best of all time. Big Bang Theory. And Modern Family are two of my favorite sitcoms of all time, and I love sitcoms. And they will always be good because the writing was good. And, and that's the whole point we're making. It doesn't right. have to be all special effects and all that stuff. It was funny. It was well-written. There was good storylines. I mean... You, it, it can work. And, and I think that that's the, the point, is that if you put the effort in, right. it's going to be good. I mean... Talented writers have to be involved, obviously. Who's going who's gonna to think, you know, before it happened... So we're gonna we're gonna write a sitcom about people in an office, right? That sounds boring as hell. Well, they also kind of got it from Britain, R- right? Right. But but the but concept, even, even, even British, yeah. That, why yeah. did they even go? That's how is that going to be exciting? But but yeah, the writing was so good, right. the comedy was so good they that they were away. able to make it something that, yeah. So anyway, right, right. Sorry. No, no. That's exactly. That's the whole point. That's kind of, we finally came up with a theme for the episode. That's kind of the point we're making. Yeah. You know, we can use our brains. We've just gotten away from doing that. Yeah. And it would be nice. Yeah. So the next episode, speaking of that, I love Modern Family. And this is, those other two shows have canned laughter in the background, kind of cueing you when you need to laugh. That's this right. This show does yeah. not have that. Yeah. This is more of a 90s type show, or I mean, early 2000s She's type show it, yeah. where it was confessionals and stuff like that. 
Season 1, Episode 10, Undeck the Halls, was aired on December 9, 2009. Uh, Phil and Claire canceled the Christmas for their kids and because they saw that one of them, they assumed one of them was smoking when they found a burn on the couch until the kids confessed to the wrongdoings at the house. Jay's hesitant to celebrate Glory, Gloria and Manny's holiday traditions, which aren't real in, mo- in a few of the cases. And Mitchell and Cam take Lily to meet Santa. That's the premise of the show. And this one was the most, I think, focused on the holidays. Christmas. Right, very much. So. Um, and and it, again, it's just, it's Modern Family. It's not just because it was the holiday episode. Right. But Modern Family, like, such good situational humor. Oh, my God. I loved it. Puns, and they, I mean, and they're so sarcastic and... And like you say, they don't have that humor to rely on. It's or the laughter to rely on. It's yeah. just writing, and it's so. I love this show. I watch it over and over all the time. And and I think that that's why because they can play with. I mean, the whole point is it's a modern family. There's different right. families, right, right, of the same like group of people who are existing within a family. So you have that, you know, traditional mother, father, three kids, right? You have a gay couple with an adopted daughter. Right. You have a Husband, widowed husband, who's remarried to a hot a younger woman, and she, yeah, right. Um, but but it it allows you to play with those situations. Oh yeah, and like, and every how funny is just a boring family. Well, guess what? It's really freaking fun. Well, and I mean, they do have all these dynamics and everything that you think of as we describe each each different branch of the family. They focus on every one of these stereotypes mm-hmm. and everything, and they—I mean—they're not afraid to run into it and make fun of it. They do constantly. That's what I loved about that whole plot line, though. In this, where uh, who's the the dad, the older Jay. Jay? So his whole thing with like, this is America. We yeah. celebrate Christmas here, right. but he came yeah. around to it and like did end up going like it was like he was using that stereotype as a vessel, and then at the end he was like. I'm fine with it. Let's right. let's celebrate your because his too. wife, um, uh, May- Maddie Gloria Gloria Manny is her son. There, she's Colombian, and so she's. They have fireworks. They have basically April Fools going yeah. on, which is part of their their culture as the far as Christmas and stuff. And... Yeah, and I mean, he's got this hot young wife and all that stuff, but she wants her her culture to be introduced into the family too. So he he's like, finally, like, why can't we have it all? And yeah. you see fireworks going off in the background, and Jay ends up playing a joke on them at the end. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's it's like it I was like, and and I think that I don't know. I'm not going to get into it, but oh, go ahead. People get people just are too serious about things. And I oh think my, that, yes, I You're, think that this I is agree. a perfect example of like, no, we can have a plot where he literally says like, this is America, right? Like as part of the plot point and not have people be bought. We take ourselves too serious. It it used to be if someone was, I mean, unless it was bullying, which everything is nowadays, unfortunately, it used Mm -hmm. to be sometimes people gave you crap because they liked you. They were just my family's that way. Oh my God. So I mean, some of my friends used to be that way. My family liked, like I said, (laughs) I, I said that to somebody and they were like, I said something about like, yeah, that's how you know that I love you is because of how much shit I give you. In there. Right. Really? Exactly. Like, they don't understand. Oh boy. You're you grew up in a different me. family than me. In my generation, that's what we used to do, but even they don't do it anymore. This is everybody's butter. I mean, 
it's just the lighter side of things, trying to make you laugh. And, and we're all dumb animals, and that's what I try to do. But, man, do I piss people off trying to do it. Even I can't even make yeah. fun of myself anymore without pissing people off, you know? Well, and so, that's, yes, I completely agree. People take themselves too seriously. But this was that sweet spot because Steve Carell even said that he would never make The Office again because of the, the, com- the uh, comedy that he and jokes that he made during that show. He couldn't like get away with it get, anymore. He would get canceled. For right, it, it's too hypersensitive. Yeah. And so I think that this is a perfect example of that where it was like, but then it's, I don't know, anyways. But even comedians, and I mean, yeah, I'll get off the subject, but this is a really good point. Like you said, we got so much depth in this episode. man. We are making a difference. This is, this is quality Monty. Exactly. But Just imagine if our mics were working. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's too bad. Imagine if we had two mics you working guys hear this at the same this. time. But yeah, I mean, com- even stand-up comedians have gotten to the point where they have to reel it in. That used, They used to have comic mm. poetic, I can never remember the term, freedom, ju- justice, comedic or justice comedic, or freedom, yeah. whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking but, about. But they... Even that's gone away because they get criticized in every forum of media now. And they're like, oh, my God, I pissed off. Medieval times. The jester was a comedic relief that was allowed to make fun of the king without repercussion. Right. Like a roast. Even the concept of roasting has gone by the wayside because, oh, my God, you're criticizing. You're making jokes. No, I'm just making, I'm pointing out the lighter side of something. And this person doesn't get butthurt by it. So I am Michaela it for our anniversary or birthday or something it was it was a while ago but i'm I'm still excited for it she got us tickets to matt rife and i don't know if you've seen him i just saw a stand up that guy he's like younger than you he's not afraid to say it and that's and i mean he's kind of old at. school like a little bit of sexist and all that kind of stuff yeah that's what i was getting at is he actually had a which unfortunately this is the way it works but he was actually interviewed by a more conservative person and what I'm getting at by that is he was saying, like, somebody called me out and tried to cancel me, and yep. I doubled down on it. And yep. he was like, tell me about that. I think I saw that interview. With yeah, you. with Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting time where it's like, so then you got to play with that where it's like, you have that where it's like you want to stay true to who you now are. Now we got to find, we've been... We've come so far in the one yeah, direction the as far as overcompensating. Now we need to come back to the middle. But but I guess what I'm getting at is because then you you got to be careful though, and I can't imagine the pressure that these people have because then you have people like Gina Carano, Gina Carano, who get fired because of something she posted and, and on Instagram. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, We've gone so far dude. as far as calling out bullies and being sensitive to every. But at some point, everyone. Where was that sweet spot? The mid. And, and, Mid-2000s? And Late-2000s? Like, where have, was the... We need to stop having groups of people fighting other people, other groups of people's fights when the, when the party who should be upset isn't upset, and often white women are fighting their fight for them, and they're like, we don't care. Why are you fighting this fight? Go, you know, go get a job or a hobby. And it, it's like... Again, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to... This is like, we don't want to get too far into it. No, exactly. We're there's just... just it's, it's a... It's, it's part of... Lighten up, world. But it, but it, but it's a good point. Is it's part of, and it's dictating what we consume and what's being made. And yeah, right. So, so we're not going to get afraid to talk you know, anymore. We're not going to get the same material. Material. Right. And but like you know. said about about that that stand up guy, Matt Rife. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to. He's bringing it back. Where it's like, okay, you didn't like that. I'm going to throw it at you twofold now. 
because I'm making a point. This isn't even how I feel. I'm just throwing it in your face, so maybe right. you'll actually look at it and stop being so afraid of it. And that's and and, it, and it's at the end of the day, he's not taking a baseball bat and bashing people's no. faces. And I don't even think he feels this way. He's he's kind of a shock comic. It's, yeah. you know, right. you know, like right. like the the old guys whose names are failing me at this point. But that used to be they were yeah. the biggest stars because they would make fun of everybody. Right. The insult comics, and now. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that insulting people and like the whole like it's, six and no, so I'm not saying bones, everybody should. But there's just, a there's a balance between that of like comedy for the sake of comedy. It's just a joke sometimes. It's just a joke. But anyways, yeah. that's so a whole one more episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. So now on to friends. Friends. Speaking of all that, dun, season dun, seven, dun, episode dun, dun. ten. Do you know what Mick, uh, Mickey and my wedding? Mickey and I. I don't got remember married. getting married, but we got married what, recently. I could do and, worse. Uh, <laughs> Compliment? <laughs> um, I've had better. We actually, Michaela loves the show. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so she's watched it. She's had like times sets all the way she through. Had a ton of pops for it and everything. Yeah. Um, she. Anyway, let me just had, say, season seven, episode ten, the one with the holiday armadillo. Yes. Aired December fourteenth, two thousand. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, she actually, we had a violinist play. This was before Mickey and I met. It was because you definitely would have been invited to our so wedding. So we weren't married yet, for sure. We were not married yet. Uh, um, this was pre, pre, uh, pre Obama, pre prenups, uh, legalizing same sex marriage. Um, <laughs> otherwise, totally. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we actually had a violinist play at our wedding, and she played the friends theme song. Oh, really? When we were walking, walking back? No, not walking down, but back, like as the as the couples were walking back to like line up for pictures out of the ser- out of the ceremony out of the itself. ceremony yeah oh, really? so that's how much she loves the show yeah so, right well that's um, a good song i actually was able to finally watch it like a year not even a year after we started dating all the way through so it's i'm definitely not as much right but, um this is one of those episodes that again is very iconic I the holiday armadillo yeah it's, and i mean this is another one i I just I've I just seen every it. episode of this of this and it's even better because and better in a way that like it just it makes you feel good about who he was as a character, but Matt Perry's passing this ah, year just recently is yeah. just so like it just makes you smile to see him do what he was doing. He was in so this funny show. on that show, and like could he I just, be any funnier? <laughs> and and I don't know if you noticed, Mickey, but I'm wearing. Uh, Ugly sweater with a bunch of sayings from some episode of Friends that I don't know that my wife bought me for some ugly sweater contest at one point. Please tell Joey Christmas will be under and Rachel and Chandler. Oh, that's a that's I think that's a that's, different episode, but I know, but I think that's a song by Phoebe when yes. she's singing in the cafe. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, I didn't even notice that. I thought it was a Christmas sweater. I didn't know it was a friend sweater. That's that's awesome. why I wore it today. That's I dug awesome. it out of the the bowels of my closet and that's awesome um it's a cool sweater but i guess it's just like i just picture him matt perry in a santa costume going what <laughs> like, yeah like <laughs> and then and then he's like well i need you to leave because you know this is all i can have and i want to explain hanukkah and and chandler goes <laughs> But I didn't even get to shake my belly like a bowl full of jelly. He's all disappointed. And I just love how serious Monica is and how she was just like, really? 
like, or he was like, really? Santa does it for you? Yeah, like, because like, he's like, cause he's like now I got to go take this costume back. And, and she goes, maybe you, you could keep it one more night. Really? Santa? Does that, is that bad? No, no, we can do with it. I Wait, know, what did, did, you your dad, did your yeah. dad ever wear it? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can make that work. Yeah. So, yeah, but, the whole concept was Ross was introduced, wants to introduce Ben, his son Ben, to Hanukkah. Uh, in order to entice Rachel to move back into their refurbished apartment after the curling iron fire. This is the whole, like, what I'm getting at with, with sitcoms. It can't just be about Christmas. Right. But like, this, there's all these subplots This still had, yeah, yeah, some from another episode. Phoebe tries to drive the wedge between Rachel and, and her current roommate, Joey, by yeah. buying him a drum set and then a tarantula and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... My my whole the thing I wrote is I've seen these episodes I've seen that at least ten fifteen times that oh. one makes me laugh as much as any of them I'll I'll still never tire of them the farthest funniest part is Ross as an armadillo Chandler as Santa and Joey comes in as Superman oh yeah <laughs> that that was the other thing is like I was watching that and like like getting like actually laughing right right like, I'm literally sitting there and I've seen this episode laughing before. out loud and, and laughing it still makes you laugh. Um, exactly, and and even Modern Family because the kids are just not good sleeping through the night, oh, and when yeah. we put them down, they just don't want to go to sleep. So it was me and the twins and Joy. We watched the Modern Family episode, and even Joy was like asking me questions about it afterwards. And like, they were remember when the the couch was smoking? And I was like, it took me a second to be like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's why the kids got in trouble. Yeah, yeah right, and why they wanted to cancel Christmas or whatever. But right, so it's like. These shows are just so like it's 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 like what's what's a good feel good food or like home soul cooked food. meals soul food, or yeah. like it just is like it almost is like it's good for your soul it feels good and I think that's why so many people just put it on as background noise right like they oh. constantly have friends running seriously they constantly have the office running they constantly have all friends, f- all know. four of these uh, I I fall asleep to sitcoms typically unless. It's a, an episode of like a documentary that I've watched, but usually I'll have friends on or Young Sheldon or Big Bang Theory. Modern Family's on TBS now, so all I mean, and I it, when I'm reading a book or or doing something in my living room or on my phone, I I usually if I'm not paying attention to TV, it's a sitcom and it's one of these. Okay, and it's these iconic ones, and I've I've seen them, but when I realize it's one that I love even more than the others, I will sit and watch again for the twentieth time because they're that good. And bringing this all full circle, I just want to, we talked about it on the classic Christmas movies, the comedy Christmas movies episodes that we've done in the past. There's something about taking an episode or a movie and specifically saying this is Christmas or this is a holiday or this is Halloween. There's, it has repeatability it has longevity who the hell would watch a movie about some kid who's just going to school and coming home from school every day right throw in christmas christmas carol 24 hours you watch it every single freaking year and you better watch it right because that's a great movie right why it's a christmas movie right it's a tradition because everything that happens and it isn't really based on I it's mean, not it's, exciting. It's just crap that happens all the time. He's even jumping the ship. But yeah, uh, Elf, yep. Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, all these they'll show over and over for 27. 
and I'll watch them two or three times, all the way through a lot of times, just because and, I love them that much. And, it, and it's almost got, like, do I watch Elf or Christmas Carol or Scrooged or yeah, okay. any of these other movies? Do I watch them any other time of year? No. no. But, but I, I guess watch what? Them every but guess year. what? I watched those movies. I've watched those movies more than any other movie. Right. And I only watch them once a year. Right. Because I feel like I have to do that. It's tradition. Which it's is a part tradition. Of, it's I, like, I, don't, I love eggnog. Why don't I drink that in July? I don't know. But I drink it at Christmas and I love it. Right. You know? yeah. right. Uh, there's people that do that with books. I have wanted to for so long i did listen to the audiobook so i'm not diligent enough to be able to read a book but there's over people who read years. books at the same time of year christmas carol is one of them right because they can get through it they can stay focused for long enough to read the book i don't have that but but your version of that is watching these episodes exactly and or these movies, movies. right um separate separate note i listened to um who's the guy who was in um Oh God, I forget his name now. But anyways, In he what? narrated uh, Treasure Island Muppets and um, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Tim Curry narrated A Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. And I listened to it on Audible, and let me tell you, amazing. He's got a cool voice for that. So too. terrific. But anyways, I actually listened to it this year. I've always made that a goal, and just goes to show like the difficulty of me actually visiting it. Physical book. I have it. I have multiple copies of Christmas Carol. And every year I'm like, I'm going to start in December 1st. I'm going to read it by Christmas. And it's a short freaking book. It's not long at all. And I still can't do it. Exactly. Same problem, man. So, but, but that repeatability of these episodes and like, I mean, the first. It reminds you of what you love about Christmas. Every the, time. The Every time. Right. And, and and I think that's part of it, too, is it brings you back to, like, when you were a kid. We have talked about this. And gets you in the in the festive mood and, 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 and holiday spirit, you know. The Christmas magic that you felt as a kid was completely from your family. Like, right. your kid, your parents doing it. And so, like, there's a special hopefully, feeling. Yeah. Like, hopefully, if it's yeah, good, hopefully. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a special feeling that's, like, associated with this time of year. And I think that. That might be what is so exciting about these episodes and that they have them and that they intentionally do something different around Christmas time. Right. I we're we're at what, an hour and forty five minutes now almost. I I don't really have a whole lot more to say about it, but other than Go Christmas. Go Christmas. Try to take the time to appreciate it for what it is. It's hectic yeah. right now, right? You're wrapping yeah. a million presents, you're trying to figure out how you're getting to grandma's house you're there's a lot especially especially if you have multiple family events that you're trying to get to and all these kids events and recitals and don't run everything. grandma over with a reindeer though for god's mm. sake but take it for what it is and enjoy the holiday like right. really like especially it's supposed off, to be something yeah. that you you pause and just i mean i even did that when i was at disney sitting there running around like crazy Stop I'm sitting there, and smell the roses. And I'm, I actually sat down and I looked at the Christmas tree and I'm like, you know what? And I'm like, I mean, for me, it was a more of a religious reaction. Like, hey, Jesus did this for us. Like, right. I can, you know, put up with my kids going nuts. <laughs> right. But it's the concept is still there. Like, take it for what it is and and try to like, well, it's not about, take yourself so seriously. It's I all mean, about the journey for one thing. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at. And like you said. 
we get so, and we're just more and more hectic and uptight as a society, and people just take themselves more and more seriously. Most of what we do is just not that important. So just mm-hmm. take a take a time to just guess what. Know, take if a you deep don't breath, wrap a present and you give it to your kid deal. on Christmas morning, it's, it's they're going to enjoy okay. the present. The world's not going to fall apart, right? Like it doesn't have to be the everything. Most things are not the biggest deal ever. So take take a deep breath, enjoy the moment, and and appreciate who you're with and what you're doing and don't and don't make such a big deal out of it because it's Sit not down that big a deal. and watch a holiday episode trust me you're not relax gonna, you're not gonna regret it freaking relax you're exactly. not gonna regret it no that's why i try so hard at my house to like have the electric fireplace and have the things that are like the calming like right you sit down and just my life is but, not that. But you gotta, you gotta hear that in the background and focus on it. And go, oh yeah, maybe freaking out isn't helping me, and yeah. I should just take a deep breath and relax and enjoy the moment. It's all gonna be okay. Yes. So life's gonna go on. So that being said, in past years we've done multiple episodes. We're not going to do multiple episodes it's, of Christmas. It's episodes. too busy. We don't have time. <laughs> Forget what I said. Look out there! I'm gonna wrap shit. Um, we got to end this now. I got crap to do. Uh, we're not going to, but we will. I think the next episode we actually planned on, and surprisingly, it shouldn't It should have come up a lot. It shouldn't have taken this long, but I'm looking forward to it. I've already watched it. Indiana the Jones. Yeah, the whole franchise. The whole man. franchise. We're going to watch. We're gonna do a watch through with all five yep. movies yep. and talk about them. I've watched the um, first two. I've seen a couple times. I, I don't think that will need to be a part one and part two. I think that will end up just being a single episode. Right. Um, but yeah, the premise is pretty similar. It's just, yeah, they're really good movies, and I wanted to watch them. That's kind of why. I've... So I'll try to get this episode out right away, so you can listen to it before or during Christmas, during that hell, you know, week off or whatever. If you get a week off or you get time off, so um, what the point is, sit down, enjoy this episode, take it, take a load off, and just take a deep breath and enjoy the yeah. time off because most of us have, have a vacation on your vacation. That's a four four Christmases reference. So nice. Anyways, Merry Christmas, Happy Merry Hanukkah, Christmas. Happy, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Have a have a great uh, New Year, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you in January. Yeah. So, like we always say, getting getting old is mandatory. That's my line. <laughs> getting but old is mandatory. We'll say it together. Getting old is mandatory. <laughs> Why did we break out? Into but growing <laughs> up is optional. Thanks, guys. Marriage is working. <laughs> Creepy person you have at the end of your show now.